Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk SIM. I'm Christian, an economics and finance student from UOL. I'm Susio, a UOL accounting and finance graduate. Susio, I have a question. Has it ever crossed your mind, you know,、um, trying to, help, to give back to your country, trying to give back to your people? Have you ever thought about something like that? I definitely do want to do my part in giving back to my country or society. But I'm a bit lost about how I can start or where should I go to, as there are a lot of ways to choose from. How about you, Christian? Do you have a clue on how to do so? I think it's one of the biggest challenges, right? Because it's very difficult to talk about how. I'm sure a lot of us would want to. Give back to our country and to our people in some way, shape, or form. But a lot of us just don't know how to take that first step. And so, fortunately, we have our guest today who basically dedicated her entire life's work into trying to give back to the community. And so, we can learn a lot from her today. Are you excited about today's episode, Sisyon? Definitely. I'm really excited for today's episode as the guests today really do contribute a lot and do a great part in giving back to her country. I hope that I can get some insights from her as to how I can give back to my country or maybe the society. So, without further ado, let's welcome our guest for today, Amanda. Thank you so much for the host welcoming today. I'm really glad to be in this podcast interview today. I'm Amanda, currently working as research analyst at Email Research. Basically, I'm working as a public policy researcher, trying to research different issues such as social, economic, and environment issue. And once I write this issue through a form of article, then I also will try to suggest some policy for the Malaysia government to take note and for the Malaysia government to improve the existing currency. So I can take an example. Malaysia actually has. Flood incident often due to climate change because nowadays it's like even non-monsoon season, Malaysia always rain. So when the time it rains heavily, some of the places, especially the areas that very vulnerable to flood, and normally for those who stay in the flooding area, is the low-income household. So the low-income household basically they will feel a heavy burden of it, and from there. Actually, I will try to advocate what the citizen feel about it, and I will try to develop the solution through my articles. Sounds like your your line of work can impact a lot of lives down the line. Not only now, but for sure, a lot of people in the future, right? So, being in the position that you are today, seeing seeing the impact. That you have brought onto the people and the the country. How would you define success? And in your opinion, do you think you have achieved your own definition of success? Actually,、uh, since I back to Malaysia for good after I finished my master degree in two zero one seven, I feel that、uh, I actually achieved some milestone because I started off by helping a political party, which is DAP, to campaign for like half a year. And then when DAP became part of the government, I have the opportunity to involve in the Sabah State Government, and I serve as private secretary to Minister of Health and People Wellbeing of Sabah, and also private secretary to the Minister of Youth and Sports of Sabah. So basically, I was in the Sabah State Government for two years. Then afterwards, I decided to have a career shift because I feel that I still need to do 
in-depth public policy research for the betterment of the country and also to create good public policy for the people. Two years ago, I decided to switch my career working in a think tank in Malaysia, which is email research. And I'm glad that I made this choice because from there, I can explore more opportunity in terms of public policy research. And also at the same time, I can use my own name to publish many articles. And you can see my articles in Malay Mail, New Street Times, Focus Malaysia, etc., etc. Wow, that's really amazing and a great accomplishment to have your articles published on newspapers. As we know that your job is very noble, are there any challenges that you face in your journey to success and how do you overcome them? Alright, so for my current role, I need to advocate good public policy for the people. Sometimes if you advocate the solution, the government or maybe civil servant, they not really advocate the idea. So you need to have constant engagement with them and constantly remind that this policy can help them solve the ultimate issue. So actually, beside my current role as a researcher, not only I have to research the issue to develop solution for the policy, but also I have to try to advocate different stakeholders like government, NGO, or private sector to make things work. It does sound like there are a lot of factors to take into consideration. There are a lot of challenges that you have to face. And then when you think about it, it's even more admirable because the reason as to why you're doing this is so noble, you know, because you're trying to help better the policies of the government. And so considering how your cause is so noble, do you believe that your path to success is traditional or something that a lot of people probably won't take? Actually, I consider myself as non-traditional because, I mean, for my bachelor and master, I study in Singapore. And many people ask me why I don't stay in Singapore, why I decided to come back to Malaysia. But the first thing that kind of crossed my mind is I want to do something related to sustainable development, something related to public policy. And then public policy definitely is to think of your country perspective. And my country, Malaysia, do have a lot of potential and also have vast amount of resources. It does sound like, I guess, you intentionally chose a non-traditional path just so that you can fulfill the goal that you have to actually help people to help better the policy and to reduce the uncertainty that you mentioned, both the economic and political uncertainty that you mentioned that was there at the time. So what are your thoughts on the both types of pathways, both the, the traditional and the non-traditional, do you believe that people should try to think out of the box more like you did? Actually, I think it depends on what you want to achieve in life. Because if you follow the traditional halfway, definitely it will bring you more financial stability or eventually financial freedom. If let's say you choose to stay in Singapore for work after you graduate. If you plan to be like me, Choosing the non-traditional pathway by going back to Malaysia for good with less financial stability and more uncertainty ahead. Maybe you feel that it's kind of challenging and mind-blowing, but if you actually know that your passion is in public policy, then you will find that it's enriching or accomplished when you actually able to do something good for the country or something good for Malaysia especially. So for me, I feel that throughout these 4.5 years, it's a pleasure for me to understand my country more 
and I wish to continue and help Malaysians. Wow, it's really great to hear that you are really enjoying your job and gaining a lot of satisfaction and accomplishment from it by doing your part to improve your country. In terms of the learning process, how do you think our listeners and me as well? I I I think I also need to hear from you. How do you think we can help prepare for a journey like yours? How can we make sure that we learn enough things so that we can be prepared for something as challenging as what you're doing? Actually, I encourage our listener today not only just read from your textbook, but also active in participating curricular activities. SIM definitely is a best place to start with because I benefit a lot in curricular activities, especially the student representative. I'm not sure whether now is it rebranded as student ambassador. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I encourage more uh, listener today if you can join the student ambassador because I think it's very beneficial to me. During that time, I sometimes duty in the office. Or sometimes I interact with different university, so from there I can get the exposure. But not only that, as I am basically, uh, as I recall during my uni days, there are a lot of corporate trips or exchange program for you to choose from. So if let's say your university years three years, first year maybe you can choose to go like corporate trips, try to go with like Taiwan or China. To explore their corporate culture and how they work as the organization in different industry. Second year, maybe you can consider to go for exchange program in SIM. Do offer some exchange program not only in Korea, also in the UK and also in the US. So you can choose from there. For me personally, uh, when I did the exchange program in University of Cambridge back in two zero one four, I find really beneficial. Because I can explore not only in terms of Western culture, but also can explore the university culture, and I also get to be more interested in what am I doing because I managed to do a supervision course, which is social sustainability, and it's quite aligned with what am I doing now,、uh, which is sustainable development and public policy. So this is part of it. And then, like for your final year, you consider to do internship. Amanda, do you have any like suggestion? How can they do something like you, giving back to the society and like giving back to your country? If you intend to give back to your country, you need to find the ways that actually can help the country to move towards a better pathway. So, I think、uh, one of the ways it can be public policy researcher. Another way it can be working in the government. It's like working in ministry, being a civil servant. Or maybe you can be the assistant to the minister. Another way is you can actually move towards the diplomacy pathway, which is to work in the embassy. That can be another possible way. Being a、uh, researcher about all of these social economic problems, you know, all of these problems are very dynamic. They're always changing. How do you feel about how SIM sees education? How we have to be flexible? How we have adjust? And how? Learning is basically a lifelong experience and a lifelong journey that all of our students have to go through. So we're basically、um, lifetime students in a way. I guess that's an easier way to put it. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that somehow applies to your work as well? Even though if you're no longer part of SIM, do you feel like that still applies to you? Yes, I think it's very helpful because、uh, SIM basically have 
a very holistic education approach before I enter SIM. I actually not that active in participate curricular activities like during my secondary school or even during my college. But when I was in SIM, I feel that the environment changed me a lot because during university time, I feel that you have more flexibility and you also have the freedom to explore different culture because like SIM, they have international students from different countries. So from there, you get to explore different culture. And also because SIM always encourage uh, students to participate a lot of curricular activities or even go for career coaching. So actually throughout this session, it helped me a lot because slowly it shapes what I want to do. It shapes me like how to work on my passion further. Yeah, I actually do agree that SIM is a very good platform, especially those people who want to join already in SIM. There is really a lot of CCAs for you to choose. And also because there are a lot of international students in SIM, so we are able to interact with people from different countries and know about how their culture is. Thank you so much for spending the time with us to talk. As much as, as we would like to talk more, unfortunately, we have come to the end of the episode. So once again, thank you so much for spending a few minutes of your day to come chat with us and to part some of your wisdom and your knowledge upon us. Yeah, thank you so much, Amanda, for today. So I think this is the end of today's episode. See you guys in the next one.